Welcome to episode 97 of the Switch Mania Playcast. This is another episode with a lot of great premium news, but unfortunately no JP. <laughs> JP's dealing with, what did I call it, Watergate 21? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we well, had a wonderful hurricane here last night, and uh, unfortunately JP had some flooding, so he's been dealing with that. And I, I picture yeah. him with like a bucket. Like, like, like bucketing out water out of his basement. Um, Many people had to do that. It was a pretty nasty storm. Yeah, he'll um, he'll have some stories for us the next time he's on. So, oh yeah, dude, it's been it's been a crazy wild couple weeks. Cause last week we put up um the panel I did at Southeast Game Exchange um in July, and because we you know we were super busy, but it's been a whirlwind there. Oh my God! It's I, there's so many things that I just want to talk about that I can't uh-huh. talk about right now, and I'm just excited for everybody going forward to hear all the cool stuff that's that we've been working on. So like the crazy stuff is so like we talked about series two in the last recording. Well, those should be arriving or at least shipping from Nintendo um, in like a week, and that's insane because that's super fast. And then it shows up to our our uh, packaging facility which already has the items and it's already approved by nintendo and they're already making the stuff so like we should be pretty well on our way to be shipping no later than october which is crazy um and i say i we're giving ourselves like a full month when things should be like in a week ready but we've learned over the, over the last year that things go crazy <laughs> <laughs> and we, we can't be held accountable for that because there's a lot of things that are out of our hands. So we're trying to give ourselves yeah. a, a cushion and, and not set your expectations up for disappointment. Yeah. If it... and, and that's for our premium editions, our standard. Um, we're starting to work that term, by the way, because at conventions, people are like, man, the premium should be like your top one. And I'm like, well, everything is premium because that's our yeah. name. Our um, top but... one is the base. Like that, our standard <laughs> is, is the premium. Like we, we don't we don't settle for anything less. Yeah, so I'm calling it our standard because, you know, your standard edition, but also we set the standard because we are setting the standard as a physical publisher. So I was like, oh, it has like 27 meanings. I love it. So we're going to work that into the vernacular. We're not changing what we call them, but we are going to say standard. So it's less confusing for non-collectors because the collectors all get it. We're we're all different breeds, but it's <laughs> it's the normal gamers that were like, hey, which one is the... The premium and they were thinking oh is that the big one right there it's only forty dollars and it's like no it's the standard edition here <laughs> so yeah it's always fun as we learn um the, so the other thing that's been crazy has been our series one getting the deluxes out so they have arrived um everybody's got their copies um a few have gotten some dings which we've replaced so i mean if you're listening if if you have some crazy like damage on your copies just let us know i mean barry's happy to uh, address it and um you know it's been it's been a few copies which is to be expected um and we're definitely looking to even go a step further and make sure every single item we do is like pre like like sealed in bubble wraps because um when it showed up to me i was like oh we could do better and so we are going to do better like like that yeah. was just the standard so it's been interesting but on top of that um jp the last time had this whole like thing where he was talking about pallets and craziness going missing well they arrived and showed up so all of our deluxes are now in hand in the warehouse which is great thank god yeah but yeah like, we, we we definitely heard 
uh, you know, a lot of complaints uh, with those that did get damaged, and we, we took it to heart. And, you know, we we feel the same way as collectors. And yep. and this is, a, this is a true story. My my personal deluxe, you know, showed up, and it didn't have any tape. Like, like they did not tape my box. Anyone could have just opened it. And I was not happy with that. One bit, as a collector, I don't care if it's our own company or if it's any other company, I, I, I'm not happy with that. And I let them know. And we addressed everything. And going forward, we should see a hopefully a huge difference in the packaging for all of our items, not just deluxes, yep. but all our items, because we want to make version. sure every we want to make sure all of the games get to your house in the same way they left the facility. And and that's that's something we try. And if not, you know, like, like Jeff said, you email us. We'll do everything in our power to make sure that we get you taken care of. Exactly. And I mean, we did the math, and it's. It's a little more expensive for it to for us to do it this way, but for us, it's like the peace of mind of knowing that everybody's going to get things right the first time because you only have one time to make a first impression, and we want to make a good one. Um, and it was interesting. We were on a um, a call with a developer that we can't talk who it is, but they mentioned something very interesting that like he predicts that Premium is going to be that company that developers are going to strive to approach because we're doing such unique things. Yeah, that was a huge compliment when he said that. And I was like, oh my God, like, that's awesome. Because that's interesting. That's like you say, we're the hipster artists. We're doing our own yeah. thing. We're doing something different. And we we could be like everybody else. Uh, it, it's But why? We want to be our own unique entity. And we want to mm-hmm. give all of the titles we put out the love and attention and affection that they all deserve which is why honestly like we're fortunate that we do have other companies out there publishing because otherwise we would feel inclined to be going signing more games and going faster and faster but like there's there's companies out there going super fast and hopefully they're able to pick up some of the games that we are unable to because we're only doing a couple games um every series so you know, it's it's one of those give and takes, but like I like that because we have quality control. We're able to give it a focus, make it an event. We have the challenge cards and we have challenge time, and like it's hitting again with the deluxes <laughs> showing up and super blood hockey copies showing up with those deluxes. We're seeing more patches, which is awesome, and like we're creating experiences. And to me, that's way more exciting and cool than just simply releasing the game on a cartridge and, and moving on. Absolutely. And, and and like you said, we would totally be inclined. I mean, there's so many great games out there. Like you mentioned a, a few episodes ago, you're talking about Double Dragon 4 was one of your, your dream game. And, you know, it's being done by Limited Run. So it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, while we don't get to do it, at least it's being done. And now you get to enjoy it as well. Um, and that's just it. There's so many games and, you know, there's still games that deserve the physical treatment that aren't getting it, even with all the companies out there, because there's only so many we can do and only so many everybody else can do and only so much money to go around to buy these video games. But, we, you know, it's we want to be unique. We want to go to our own drum and at the same time enjoy all these great titles that every company's put out because, like you know, we're collectors. We were collectors. We, you know, this, this playcast started before premium. Uh, and we you know, buy games from everybody. We play games from everybody. So it's really a great time to be a gamer. And it's awesome that we get to do our own little, you know, or carve our own little niche into that, 
the, the genre, that the, the industry, and uh, get that feedback because. Well- and the, th- the other thing is, is like we're not going to limit ourselves. Like if yeah. you know we have the opportunity to put something out on Sony, we might. Um, we would prefer to just to collect for Switch. But like, like if if it's between us getting the game or not, if we put it on PlayStation, we'll put it on PlayStation. We'll figure it out. Um, we, I mean, we already have applications with all the companies. It's not like it's we would have to start. Um, the other thing is too is that like we could also do retro releases. I've been doing NES and Super mm-hmm. Nintendo quality releases similar to that of retail. Um, I even did re-releases of Super Nintendo game like homebrew aftermarket games like Sydney Hunter with my with my buddy John Games Ready One. Um, I did it more Super Nintendo retail, exact retail, and we can do that route. Um, it's just one of those things where like I want to keep focused right now on Switch. Um, but like we can jump down that rabbit hole later where like, okay, we'll do these two games in series seven or eight, but we'll have an NES game in there. Maybe. The important thing is that any game that we do has to speak to us Mm -hmm. and it really has to speak to to the majority of us. Uh, and that's, that's really it. So like, even if, you know, a game comes along and it's something amazing, like, oh my God, we absolutely would love to do this. And they're like, well, we, we need it done, you know, ASAP. We really want it done, but we want it done well. Uh, can we get this into your next series? You know, we're going to do what we can if we really feel passionately enough about that game to get into the next series. And if, like Jeff said, if we have to put it on PlayStation, you know, we'll go through those avenues if it's a game we're really passionate about. Because that's what sets us on our own different path as we're passionate about the games we put out. We're passionate about the products we put out, not just the games, but the physical products, the, the deluxe guide and the soundtrack and, you know, the steel book. And we take pride in everything there and it shows. And, and I've, one of the things that I do, you know, is I, I watch all the unboxings. You know, if you do an unboxing, you send it to me. I don't just go, okay, you did an unboxing. I take the time because you took the time to record it. I take the time to watch it. And I see in all these unboxings, so many people are just like, wow, this is great quality and this is super passionate about this and all this. This really makes me happy. And this goes above and beyond. Those are music to my ears. Like like we have one one unboxing, take the deluxe outer box and just comment on how thick it is and how sturdy it is, and how strong it is. And like, wow, like this is quality stuff. Um, that's awesome because that's what we want to put out. We don't want to be like, oh, well, the picture showed this and it's it's cheap. Like, you know, the cereal. Oh, the cereal commercial showed like you're getting really full donuts in your cereal. And what are these little, you know, crappy things like like cookie crisp? You know, as a kid, I saw that commercial and I was like, oh, my God, real chocolate chip cookies in my cereal? Yes. And then I got it. I'm like, what is this? Like, this is not chocolate chip. This is not what I was thinking in my head. Uh, we don't want to do that. We don't want to pull any fast ones. We want to make sure that what you see is what you get. And I love seeing that in these unboxings. And we want to continue doing that. Oh, 100%. And I have no problem being the hipster artist. I mean, I think after we cover some uh, news and things, like, there's a there's a um, video game ethics topic I'd like to cover on this episode. <laughs> I have a because, feeling I know where you're going with this. but Well, number one is there's been some other publishers posting stuff. And we talked about it in some chats. I would love to talk about that. But also... There's the whole thing with uh, the WADA games mm-hmm. deal with the Greater Games too, and they yes. all come to a ethical dilemma, moral dilemma piece, and it would be interesting. So I, I definitely want to cover that a little bit, a little bit later. 
on okay, the Okay, yeah. I, I figured we would we would tackle that topic. For sure. So so like those that are listening, like we'll we'll talk about our game of the episode and some news that's been gone in the Switch world and maybe some stuff we've been playing picked up and then we'll talk about some ethics. Um, sure. because because there was some stuff thrown out that said all publishers and I'm like uh, some publishers chimed in. We 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 won't, but we'll do it here. We have a soapbox here, um, but we'll talk here about it verbatim, though. Like we'll we'll talk about it, you know, curtains away and how we do things and how I see things as a smaller company because we will always be the little guy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So with that, should we want to go just? go to the game of the episode what people have been possibly listening for <laughs> <laughs> i don't know who's been listening for this game because jp's the one great shows this one yes yeah so this this is a jp game um and of course wow. he's he's not here uh to uh yeah. to, to record this is the second time he did with wave break too uh yeah. he's like what do wave break he, he beat me on a debate and then he wasn't there for that one uh so yeah so the game of the episode is a game called art of rally it came out august 12th 2021 so less than a month ago as, as of the time of this recording uh it is developed and i guess published by fun selkator uh, i don't see an actual developer here so i'm gonna assume it's the same uh it is a one player racing indie racing game uh where you have like an open world that you get to drive around and collect things a la, like tony hawk um at the same time you could also do different rallies and time trials and stuff like that uh jeff what mm. did you think oh I, th- I believe this game is 25 dollars too so go <laughs> that. i believe it's 25 dollars. oh my so it's a very expensive game um so i started playing it and there was like no music no nothing and then it just started up i was like in the middle of a box like as a as a car i chose my car or whatever um and i just started driving around an open world i didn't understand what was going on um it didn't give me any intro any text or anything i don't know if this was me just pressing through buttons i don't think i did though but anyways i was driving around i was collecting all these little tapes and cool stuff after a while i was getting bored um because i drove around the whole map it seemed like and i was playing it for like 10 15 minutes and i was like well what's going on here so I paused and went back to the, there was a main menu and then there's actually a menu. And I was like, oh, here's the menu. There's I was apparently in free run or free play or something like that. Um, and so then I went into the the racing section of the game um, again, chose some some cars, um, chose my car and everything, went into the races, um, went through and I like got gold or whatever the reigning was on the first track. And I went and did the second one and got like gold or whatever on the second track and it kept going but it was very like there's no music no nothing um very basic and uh the controls to me also were like i had to slow down to do any kind of reasonable turn and i'm used to the games you know like um horizon chase turbo where you can just like floor it and just like tap the brake a little as you drift around in super high speed and this was just like going through like clay it's like I'm sifting through clay, as DDP would say. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just it for, I, unless I'm missing something, and JP would be the only one that would be able to defend it. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, it, <laughs> but it's like I, unless I miss something, like this is is not the game for me. It may be that, I, and it's not that I don't like racing games because I do love me some racing games. I mean, hell, I grew up with Gran Turismo and earning my my um licenses and everything simulation based racing games are fun 
when they're done right. Um, my favorite series is the Burnout series. That series is amazing. So good. And and then I but I like I've been transitioning and moving toward higher, faster paced racing games recently over the years. And I grew up on F Zero as well, so I loved it back then too. Um but it just seems like this game was a miss, but it's at twenty five dollars. That's a very expensive eShop title. Yeah. Um, I'll let you go, Barry, because like I and not for me. <laughs> <laughs> not for you. Uh yeah, so this is one of those things where I uh I, I booted it up and uh, I'm just gonna check here. Yeah, and, and I was like, all right, I have no idea what, what this is about. Uh and I just confirmed, yeah, twenty four ninety nine, that's what it is. So twenty five bucks. Ooh. Uh I uh booted up and and again it brought me into that like free roam area that was the first thing it does very basic but like white screens like a very minimalistic menu i'm like okay this is weird so i'm driving around and the first thing i noticed was honestly the controls before even the graphics the controls for lack of better term were ass um <laughs> like i was trying to drift and it was like throwing me off off the course i had to yeah. go super slow i'm like in a racing game i don't want to go super slow i want to go fast um i was trying to f- I, it took me a little while to get used to it but even when i got used to it it still was throwing me off the curves like it was like i you barely touched it and it was like hypersensitive so i'm driving around and i'm collecting different letters and and taking photographs and stuff and now, of course, I'm noticing the graphics, which are very simplistic. They look like they're, you know, they're stylistic. Like if this was on like the Atari Jaguar, I'd be like, wow, this looks pretty damn good, you know, but this is on the Switch. Um, the funniest thing was my wife was watching me play and we noticed the people. I don't know if you saw the people. The people, the people look like matchsticks. Like they're yeah. one stick as one color as the body, and then a different color for the head. So you, I'm trying to, you know, I'm like, can I drive over them? And of course, they move out of the way. I'm like, this, these are the people. These, these look terrible. And there's another thing. These graphics are super simplistic, and I have no problem with simplistic graphics if that's the style you're going for. But there's pop up. There's terrible yeah. pop up. Yeah, there is. And I'm like, how can a game this simplistic have terrible pop-up when a game that, you know, much more graphically, you know, draining, like Doom. Super Mario Odyssey doesn't Doom, how could they not have the, this pop-up? And those are much, much higher detailed than this. This is this is like little tykes or, you know, like the little people, the play school little people kind of deal. And it's popping up. I'm like, this, this is bad so i backed out and i went to a race and i couldn't find the actual like race where i was racing as other people like i thought it was a race but i was the only one on the track yeah i, I did not race first people either i don't know okay. what the hell was going on so uh, i was racing against i guess time trial and there's like the gates and stuff so i'm like where are the other people this is weird but if you try and go a little bit off the course it like stops you and resets resets you, so, yeah so like if there was like a, a c in the course and i was trying to like cut through the sea, like, oh, I'm not going to go around that bend. I'm just going to cut straight. It stopped me. And there were turns that I was trying to make legit. And it was like threw me off the track because it was just so loose and it reloaded me. I'm like, no, why am I getting penalized? Those are the controls. Those aren't me. Uh, I, I tried to like this game. I tried to give this the benefit of the doubt. And then I, I, when I stopped it, I actually, I told, told my wife, I said, this game is garbage. I said, this has got to be a $2.99 eShop game. And I looked it up. And that's how I knew it was $25 because it stuck with me. Because when I saw that, my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, how is this $25? Like, no offense to the developer, but $25? 
unless there's something I'm completely missing. Uh, might be missing I, something, I, Barry. We might have been playing a D-Rest PlayStation-style <laughs> game, and there's something else in there. Maybe, because I can think of a lot of great games to spend 25 bucks on uh, over this, to be honest. And I, I know that might sound harsh. This was not for me. I do love racing games, too. It, I wish there was a demo so you could try it yourself. I feel like if you try it yourself and you really like it, uh, then great. Maybe you can get $25 worth out of it. But I, I couldn't get $2.99 worth out of it. And uh. I know that might harsh but that's just how i feel <laughs> so uh should we sign that as a physical probably yeah, not no no, no. no. I, I, no, I that would be a no people um i want to hear if other people played this and if they have a different experience or the same experience yeah that's an interesting piece i mean not every game is going to be for us though and i mean who knows the develop the developers might be like first-time programmers and if that's the case then cool um and that's kind of um, then you got to look at it with a what I call the NES homebrew microscope. So um, there's a lot of games in the aftermarket NES field where it gets a lot of leeway where they put it on a cartridge. And in reality, it's like a base demo. Um, it's not a real like game that would be on the Nintendo Entertainment System back in the day. A full fledged game. It's more like a tech demo or something. And Apparently. if that's and if that's this case with the developer then okay then we feel like jerks this developer is also the same developer who did absolute drift zen edition which did get a physical on ps4 from limited run ah so i've never played absolute drift i don't know how it is but clearly he likes racing games and i hope absolute drift is better than order rally but so far, I haven't heard of Limited Run doing an Art of Rally physical, so maybe that says something. Well, if they do, that's better for us. <laughs> <laughs> then I would have to buy it. <laughs> uh, you, Barry would buy it. I would not. You would not, but I would I would have to buy it for this. Uh, but yeah, so so they have done Absolute Drift. And, and let us know. I haven't played Absolute Drift. If you played it and you said, wow, I really love it, um, then that's great. It could be a completely different game. Um, but Art of Rally is just not for me. Yep. So, um, so for the next game or games, um, my idea is that we have Super Nintendo September. Mm -hmm. Um, we play games on the Switch on the Super Nintendo, but also if you happen to have the real console or in a brand new FPGA that may have came in the mail for me, um, from Analog, um, with the Super NT that came in, um, then, uh, you can play it that way, but I'm looking, basically looking for an excuse to play through Super Metroid another, another time this month, um, <laughs> especially while we're getting Robot Name Fight in hand to ship out. Like, I just want to do a little more Super Metroid and then play more Robot Name Fight. That's going to be amazing. Um, and so that's the excuse, but I'm going to play. Um, I probably will start it on the uh, the Switch and see how I dig it, and I may continue it there, or I may go over to the Super NT. Um, okay. Not sure yet. But that's my idea. We're not prescribing a specific game. So anybody that's, you know, playing along with us with the Playcast, you can go in our Discord. You can comment on Anchor. What games are you playing on the Super Nintendo Online app? And do you use the um, the rewind function to use the save states? Like, how do you play? Because uh, I'm going to go through that when I play through any of the games that I'm doing. Um, and I will go into detail what I was playing over the summer, which was... Uh, Mario P Cross on the Super Nintendo. I've been playing the heck out of that. Uh, I might have to take that as one of the games this month too. I love yeah. P Cross. <laughs> well, that's a good segue, Barry. Because yes. guess what game I've been playing? 
You've been playing Picross for the Sega Genesis version. No, I mentioned that last time. No, I got in a new game, a new play exclusives that I didn't know was out there because I stopped getting every single one after like number 10. I stopped getting all the play exclusives. Um, I missed one. It's called Murder by Numbers. Um. And I got in the non-limited version, but it is literally the only way that Barry's going to get me to play a visual novel. Um, and it is not a visual novel. It's a visual novel with Picross in it. (laughs) And so you progress the story. You talk to all the people. There's murders, just like Ace Attorney. Um, there's murders. You got to solve them. Um, however, in order to find evidence in things or, or different pieces, you have to solve Picross puzzles. And like, I I can't stop playing the Picross puzzles. So, I mean, it plays a lot similar and has a lot similar graphics and like humor as Ace Attorney. There's even the same like little, responses except for all the graphics are like outlined with white paper like it's cut out by scissors which is interesting um interesting aesthetic but um but yeah it's it's interesting the story's okay the story's pretty cool i mean it's it's classic visual novel it's actually engaging um but the gameplay itself the fact that there's picross in it i'm like ooh, i'm gonna play through it there's um there's four chapters that I'm seeing. I beat the first chapter and I'm almost beat the second chapter. But we had a certain meeting with the developer last night. I had to stop playing. Um, and I'm using that as part of my uh, decompression in between creating things because I am almost done with the strategy guide for Robot Named Fight. Ooh, that's yeah. awesome. I spent like ten hours transposing the last interview with. Matt Bittner and myself about the developer journal, which we still are going to post. And then we're going to do one final wrap up one uh, within the next week or so. And then that section's done. The, I already templated out the creation of the physical and we should be golden. But yeah, That's murder, murder by numbers though, before I get too far off track is really fun. Um, it's still available on play Asia with the play exclusives line, just not the, the actual limited version, which I'm disappointed because the game's cool. Um, I do like to support them. I just, they started to do a lot of visual novels and I wasn't interested. And then when I saw the, the, obviously by numbers, but like when I saw this pick cross, I was like, Ooh, done. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're enjoying a visual novel. You know, even if the pick cross elements drew you in, but who knows, maybe this could be the start of a whole new genre that you take up on. Yeah, I just don't have the time to do the <laughs> the reading and the, the <laughs> all that piece because um, I got too many TV shows to watch. So it's just, I'd rather watch some television shows that I need to get caught up on. Um, fortunately, I was introduced to a YouTube channel called the what is it the the Man of Recaps, and uh, essentially they recap like an entire show in fifteen twenty minutes. Wow. So I go watch like all of The Walking Dead, and he he does a synopsis, and it's really well articulated. And so I'm I'm counting that as as getting through a lot of shows um, <laughs> because I'm not gonna have time to watch them, honestly. That's and, like the Cliff Notes version. Yeah, and it's fine, and I'm I'm engaged, and then they'll stop before the new season, and I'll, now I can get caught up on the new season of Walking Dead. I haven't watched Walking Dead in a long time just because it got past me. It got uh, it got too much. And there's so many shows that I watch. I'm almost done with Mr. Robot, which is awesome. But like, um, like I just hadn't had the time, and I finished Better Call Call Saul like that with with recaps. And I was like, ooh, I was like, I saw two more se- seasons of that one. I'm I'm caught up now. Um, 
And yeah, the the only show I would never do that with, which doesn't exist on his channel, would be Game Center CX, which I think we've talked about that on the Playcast, Barry. It's my favorite show of all time. And every once a month or so, I'll watch one or two episodes of Arena playing stuff. He's doing Ninja Gaiden 2 is where I'm at now, season 10 or something. There's 30 freaking seasons of that that show. That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, man. You been playing anything interesting on the Switch? Yeah, so... uh... I've also got obsessed with a game that I did not expect to. Um, as as somebody who you know, child of the '80s, you know, but in the early '90s, a little game came out called Magic: The Gathering, and uh, it took me by storm. Like it took all my friends by storm, and so many other people in the world by storm. And I spent like all my weekends playing, you know, Magic against my friends and other people at different game shops, and it for for the next like seven years, like it was like super big in my daily life you know all the way till the end of high school and uh come high school you know i went to college i didn't really see my friends i played a little i was a beta tester on magic online and that was a lot of fun until they relaunch like they launched the game and they're like oh thanks for beta testing um you lose all your cards and i'm like i'm not starting over screw this uh so i haven't played magic since the very early 2000s but i always loved it and it was it was like i loved that unpredictable nature of it how every game even with like two decks that are the same every game is going to be slightly different because you get different draws and different things happen in different orders and i've kind of been just like jonesing for that and i've had a little bits of, of it like when we did evil land there's the evil land card game which is like magic uh yeah. i loved that I, I got all the cards uh doing trails of cold steel three and four have a magic like uh, card game in there that I did and I absolutely loved. So when I found out there was a new card game on the Switch with a demo, I was like, alright, I'm going to play the demo see how I like this. Hmm. I played through the demo. It's one of my favorite types of demos where the the data goes to the main game. I love Ooh, that yeah. so you don't feel like yeah. you're wasting your time. I'm disappointed when they don't do that now. I know. Like, like I love that because you get to start on it early and then if you like it, you get to continue. Um, <laughs> this has that type of demo which I absolutely love. It's a meaty demo too. Uh, and then I I got the game and the game is Shadowverse Champions Battle. Uh, okay. I did see I did see promos of that. I did. I'm not too too much into card games, so I didn't try it out. It's uh it's by Psy Games. Uh, they they they're also the makers of Dragalia Lost, which I love. They do a lot of mobile stuff, and there is a mobile version, but this is a Switch version where it's a full fledged RPG, and it's it's got more content in it than I ever ever would have expected like th- this is one of those games that is great and it has more content than it really deserves to have there's over a hundred hours worth of content in this game Jeez. like it is insane the amount of stuff i'm still not done i'm at the final chapter but there's there's over a hundred different npcs to play against with a bunch of different decks bunch of cards like 600 almost 700 cards with different combinations obviously because it's a collectible card game you don't lose cards when you lose and it's one of those where you could just keep trying and switch decks until you win which i like this there's, there's like no stakes uh so even if like the story is like oh if you lose this game against me you lose all your cards ha 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 if you lose a hundred times you don't lose anything you could back out make a new deck come back like there's no no stakes in that sense there's a ton of side quests there's puzzles uh as a magic player and anyone who's played magic uh from the 90s you may remember a magazine called inquest i don't know if you've ever heard of it uh jeff yeah i've heard of it i i definitely had a few i think the one 
issue that I or that I do own still, it had full gore from yes. um, Killer Instinct on the cover, and I got the card. It was so cool. Nice. Well, Inquest had a thing in the back of the book. It was like called like Impossible Hand or something, and it presented you with a, a magic situation where you had one turn to win. And it, get, it showed you your hand. It showed you what was in the field. And it was one specific combination you could do to win, and it was a puzzle. And it was really cool every month trying to figure out how do you win this hand. Well, this game has those type of puzzles in it, and it has like 150 of them or something like that. Holy crap. See, that to me, that part right there is interesting. I love yeah. when games do a bonus mode that is big enough to be its own game. It's kind yeah. of what we're doing with fight. And it's like that right there might be enough to draw me into a card game. Like that is so cool because it's really, and it's, and it's tough. Like, like there are, there's solutions online, but, and there's a few I had to look up because it's like, Oh my God, this is complicated. Cause it's not just like, Oh, I have three cards in my hand. How do I figure it? You may win by only playing three cards, but they're going to give you seven cards in the hand. And those other four cards are like red herrings. They could also be used to make it look like you could win and change it up and, and really make you think about it. So they give you more than you need, which is fine because that's part of a puzzle. Uh, it's, it's great in that regards. I mean, the story, the story is kind of, you know, juvenile in the sense of like your kids, you're in a school and, and in this world, you know, playing card games takes over, like gang fights are determined by playing a card game, you know, like, like instead of baseball, they have big tournaments for card games, which I mean, they, they have tournaments for magic in real life too, but like everybody, like the whole town is in on it. It's, it's kind of fanatical in that sense. There's, there's even an, underverse as they call it uh which is like a Jesus. black market card tournament where the sanctioned rules don't apply and like the criminals go there to play and if you've ever uh in in magic there was a set called vanguard which had like these big cards and they made like a new rule like all your you know all your spells cost two less to play and like that applied to everybody you know so you can play down there and there's all these kind of specialty rules now to change up the game as well and what's funny is there's even in this black market area there's a card copier and he's like don't ask me any questions just pay me and i'll make a copy of any card you have you know and and don't ask I'm, it'll, it will look as legit as possible like a, a counterfeits like they're doing counterfeits just like oh i want an extra card you could pay and get a counterfeit no one knows uh like they actually added things like that into the game which i think is cool like it, it kind of That's world fun. building but it's like, oh, where do I get another one of these cards? These are so rare. And you do open packs. You open packs of cards and and do all that. And you when you when you beat anybody, you actually get their deck. So like, if you play against somebody, like, wow, that deck's really good. They'll give you the makings of that deck, but not the actual cards. So you have to still accumulate the cards to make the deck. But you have like the blueprint, which I like because it's like, oh, I'll never. I'm not really good at deck building. They give you like 140 possible decks pre-built for you or you can build your own of course uh it is insane like i'm having way more fun with this than i ever thought i would the deck is the demo's free it takes you al almost all the way through chapter two gives you about 20 different opponents or so maybe a little more to play against so you can really get your feelings and like magic has the five colors like even people who don't know magic can probably have, can identify the five symbols uh for the five colors they, they at least have seen it this has seven and each each uh, quote unquote color plays completely different. Like one revolves around being under ten life. One revolves about having more than seven mana. One, uh, the more cards you play in a turn, the more powerful your cards get. Uh, really crazy stuff. So there's something to like for everybody. It's it's blown my expectations out of the water. 
And if you like card games, I recommend. Like, if this didn't have a physical, I would be championing this to get a physical. But it does. XE did put out a physical with a little art book and everything. That game is called, again, Shadowverse? Shadowverse Champions Battle. And like I said, there's a demo. (laughs) I, I told a friend of mine, I said, try this demo. His response was, when I asked him how he liked it, he said it's addicting. Very addicting was all he said to me. Because it is. It is. It's fun. If you like card games, even if you've never liked or played them before, this kind of walks you through it. Uh, and and the nice thing is, it's not like if you wanted to start Magic right now, forget about it. Like, the, how many sets has been going since 1993? Like, and like, how expensive is it? You're, if you want to start Yu-Gi-Oh right now or Pokemon, that's been out for so long, it's almost overwhelming. But this is all self-contained in the game. It's like kind of getting in on the ground level. Crazy. So it's um looks like it's fifty dollars on Amazon to get a yeah. copy, get a physical. That's insane. Is there any limited versions or anything? There's no limited, but like I said, I believe it comes with a, a an art book as well. Yeah. Uh, which is nice in the default version, so you're getting that. Uh, and again, it's uh, over a hundred hours worth of content, which is great. And the, and the demo gives you the first chapter and a half, uh, just to try. I'm not it. buying it right now. But download the demo and give it a try, because like I said, it all carries over. Joking, if, Barry. I just went and bought it on Amazon. Oh, really? Well, I'll see. There you <laughs> I go. said I'm not buying it right now, <laughs> as I'm seeing. Honestly, this is like what, what, what some people will say, hidden gems. I think this is going to be a hidden gem, especially because there's nothing else like it. There's nothing else well, like it on the The fact that switch. they got the little puzzle games and stuff, like, I'll try it out if I like it. Cool. If not, I got a cool game. Like, it'll be well, it'll be fine. And will, maybe my daughter will like it. She might like that it. Would be oh, that's she another thing. I didn't even do it, but there is local and online uh, competition. Like you can play against. Other hey, people. that would be cool if we could play with JP. He still hasn't accepted my Switch friend request after multiple <laughs> yeah. years. But but it does have that too. So it's not just like you're playing against NPCs. You can play against other people, uh, which is a big part of playing these type of games. But I will say that puzzle, like if that puzzle quest sounds good to you, that is not part of the demo. It is, I think, in chapter three. It opens up. Uh, three or four so it's not part of the demo but it is 100 percent in the game and they as you go through a chapter it it adds more and there's there's different difficulties of easy normal and hard mode and then i was like well they wait they added more they added more puzzles i didn't expect that i thought there was only so much but yeah they add as the not only as the game goes on but as the game goes on new uh, expansion packs come out so new cards are available so it creates new combinations so new puzzles uh, really well done. I'm super impressed. I will say this though: there's one slight negative. The frame rate does chug a little bit in certain areas. Oh, canceled it. No. <laughs> but, but like, like it's, but not in the card game. That's the weird thing. Only like certain areas running around, but the card game is fluid. Crazy. So, um, so Barry. Yes. I got a um interesting thing that I've done over the last two weeks as well in between doing editing and stuff because I have to do stuff to like clear my head in between to keep my creative juices flowing. Um, so I did another reorganization of the collection since my collection outgrew the space. Um, and I found a a good solution. So when we were recording with developers and stuff, we were doing interviews. I always had my NES homebrew behind me. Um, so I ended up moving that over to the, the right side or left side per se, um, underneath the bare picture and everything that was on the shelves below it was NES aftermarket NES homebrew stuff, but it's not like my favorites. So I put all that, I toted it all up, went into the garage, and down there now I have my books and everything that was in the cubes that were on the other side. So now I have my overflow of unplayed Switch over there. (laughs) And so that is all over 
in cubes now, so I have extra. It also opened up a whole two more shelves on my Face Forward Switch collection. So now I have my my uh, backlog, the ones I really, really want to play. And so, like, in the backlog, I have Bladed Fury. I have the Blaster Master Zero collection, the trilogy. I have Fair, Fair Rune. Um, I have Golden uh, Force. I have Kunyai, the Mummy Demastered, Scourgebringer, Super Crush KO, and Untitled Goose Game. All in the gotta play. And it also, below it, opened up my daughter's, like, like um, favorite games. So she has her own shelf again, which started to go away because I had too many games. Um, and she actually, I got her a 3D printed Switch holder so she can have more games displayed. And she has four games face forward and then the rest are next to it on the Switch case display. Um, so, yeah, it's really cool, though. Now everything looks like it's like my whole room is switched out now. Like, <laughs> and then, of course, what replaced the top where all the NS Homebrew was? The premium edition games mm. display, which I posted online. Um, mm-hmm, so that's good. I, yeah, and then I have the Switch Collector books there, too, um, so far. But as we create more series, I'm going to move things around a little bit um, and make sure it, it really pops and looks really cool. But, yeah, it was um, it's really fun to re- reformatting for a very small area. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see where things go in the future. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see how it evolves because I, I've <laughs> said enough times how space is so valuable and, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where I'm, I've am i been working and hopefully be able to show it off here soon. I had a little bit of a setback on one of the, uh, one of the things I was working with, which was a display riser. Uh, I got a couple acrylic risers and you know whenever you buy something acrylic, you have like the film to peel off. Well, mm-hmm. these are, are so heavy-duty and so big that when they bent the acrylic to, you know, make it into its shape, it, like, superheated the plastic on the corners mm-hmm. that it, it started deteriorating them. So when peeling it off, it ripped. So it left ah. all these pieces of, like, superheated plastic. And, like, I broke several nails just trying to scrape it off and i call the company i'm like this is, is there an easy way to do this They're like that's not supposed to be that way i'm like well that is the way it is on mine so i'm waiting for replacements to come now i'm like oh, oh. you know like that sucks because i wanted to have this done and it's like no no so that's a negative but a positive thing that we should quickly brief about this is a Ooh. premium thing premium thing Ooh, what's a premium thing we do have an announcement as of the time of this recording we are sold out of super blood hockey <laughs> already we, like we already we, <laughs> we 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 checked it jp has been posting <laughs> jp has been posting throughout the past couple of weeks like how many we have left and we had a couple big orders come in and jp let let me know he's like hey we we only have six left i'm about to make an announcement i said okay so we made an announcement and within seconds someone bought all six one big order of someone bought all six we are officially sold out on the website for super blood hockey we do um, have a few leftovers that are going to be at conventions, though. Well, so, and, and that's part of it. And so for the remainder of September, we'll keep open the retro upgrades for Super Blood Hockey, but we're not going to keep those going. We're going to start just taking them to conventions, too. So make sure you get a copy of the retro upgrade if you're interested. Um, we're going to make sure we promote that as well. Um, but yeah, the convention thing has gotten crazy, though, Barry. 
Yes. I figured yeah. that would be a good segue because right into the conventions Please. too. So um, we do have a couple of new members of the Premium Edition family, Premium Edition team, team members, just like Erica and Frank and Barry and JP and myself, um, the core members. Um, like we have two more members, and it's Josh and Sheena, and they go, they they run Gamers for Gamers, and they go to conventions every weekend. They're at a convention in Texas this weekend. They were in Louisiana last weekend with the damn hurricanes. Oh, like geez. crazy. I saw I saw pictures of them driving out of there, like hauling butt out of there to get. <laughs> That's um, not a good weekend to be there. No, but they're out in Texas this weekend, and they have teams where they're going to be in certain areas. But what's cool is that Josh and Sheena they um are engineers. They're not just like gamers, and they don't just like sell games and stuff. Like they're engineers, so Josh can put art on anything. So if we get them a little tiny coin, he can put Barry's face on it. <laughs> and I like feel Laura, bad for anybody who buys that coin. <laughs> Barry's face coins have to happen. We're already seeing Barry variants that are requested in Discord. Now anybody that requests a Barry variant, we're going to give him a, a wooden nickel with his face on it. <laughs> but he can do that. So it's like what it does is it opens up our or releases to a whole nother level of quality and he's he can layer it so from a production standpoint we he, he said imagine a name tape so when you go out somebody's office and then the name's written in braille and you can feel the braille he can layer stuff with that type of tactile feel oh. so he could do that on retro boxes and we could have a tactile feel on our retro boxes he can like we we can do anything and so the fact is, is that he's going to be able to help us with like really cool customs things, which we're thinking you know, in the deluxes, we're going to do some really special stuff in future series. Um, plus, they go to multiple conventions a weekend. So that's also why like, like we're going to be sold out of Pigeon Dev soon. Because we have a lot right now. We have we have a few hundred copies left of Pigeon Death. But like he's going to two, three conventions a weekend. They're not gonna last, people. No. So don't hold out. Um we have plenty of deluxes in. Like we have hundreds of deluxes that just arrived, which is great. It's amazing. I want to be able to offer those to people. Um they're not super cheap, so they've lasted a little bit. They're you know expensive item, but you get a silver gilded hardcover strategy guide in a neo geo as case in a hard slipcase. it's gigantic and huge and heavy and amazing um but that being said though it's awesome to have them as part of the team they're going to be a great addition because they're going to be getting the premium name out there so that way more people can find out and join us on our fun everybody all the listeners like everybody will be able to join us on this journey and that's the goal is just being able to have as many people play everything we're releasing as possible Absolutely, it's it's going to be great, and uh, I think I think being able to meet more people and and you know you've mentioned it before about like certain circles, you know, like our collector circles of the playcast listeners. You guys already know about us, but there's yeah. so many people out there that have no idea and have never heard about us, and I'm sure they're going to be like, oh man, that sounds great. I wish I had known about Super Blood Hockey. It's happened to all of us. How many how many people probably have said, oh, I wish I knew about Limited Run and got Breach and Clear. Um, probably hundreds of thousands of people. You know, I wish I knew about Limited Rare and got Poop Slinger. I missed that one. Uh, so slinging that poop, slinging that poop. But I think it's going to be 
a fun experience to be able to bring these new members on, which is awesome, see what they're able to do, and then to get more eyes on our titles, especially Pitch and Dev. Pitch and Dev is such a great title. I'm, yep. I'm loving seeing these people getting these deluxe. The deluxe is phenomenal. We've tried to express that in our unboxings. We've tried to express that in our pictures, but it honestly doesn't do it justice. Like yeah. seeing it in person is a whole new beast. So hopefully now that we'll have them, uh, you you actually get a deluxe back, Jeff, since you sold your your, your first copy at a convention. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, actually... he's trying to build the biggest video game collection in the world, and he. He uh, sold sold me on. I was like, okay. Now, if he posts that sucker online for sale, I'll be mad because it's he, missing the CD though. I personalized it for him. Oh, like, that's true. yeah, yeah. I said number n- zero of nothing or infinite of nothing because it's not. <laughs> there's it's the only one. Like, so that's like, true. Yeah. But um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where things go. I mean, as we start to you know get things, we we alluded to um last episode that we recorded. That, you know, like, there won't be any of the premium edition, our standards of a robot named Fight, um, of our variant, our version. And, you know, we'll have some retros and some deluxes, hopefully. Um, and But they're going to take a little bit more time. So the first thing you're going to see going up on the website when we get our games in hand and shipping for Series 2 is going to be Demon Steer Plus, which we should have a few copies of, and... Robot Name Fight, and then Robot Name Fight's not going to be available. So it's not, it's not even going to pop up. And then we're going to be like, okay, so go to, and we have a link on the page that says go to uh, Retro Fighters to get their mm-hmm. version, because you can get their version. Um, and so that will be interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, th- this is really where it's going to start to hit home for some people. And I bet that person who bought those six copies has been sitting there waiting for that countdown to go down. And a lot of people do that. They're like, oh, there's plenty up. I'm not going to oh. worry about it. And then, oh, my God, there's only a few I got to grab. So, so now it's JP and Barry going to eBay to see those six copies pop up for $60 <laughs> a pop because they will. Um, and if they're smart, they'll buy the retro upgrades, too, and then just add those to them. So that way it's a complete package. But that would be if they're smart. Um but like likely it was just, a, I mean, it could be a flipper. I hope it's somebody that buys them to enjoy them or a game store, but um, we'll see. Absolutely. But speaking of conventions, mm. uh, we're going to be at one next month. Yeah. For the first time, all three of us are going to be in the same place. Plus a few other team members, too. So oh, we're going to be at too many games. And not only... Are JP Barry and I going to be there? We're going to be right across from Screenwave Media, which is, you know, angry video game nerd and the game chasers. And I've known them all for a long time. But we'll be right across from them, which is going to be awesome. But um, Dan's going to be there from Council Wars, who does all our video editing, all our directs, as well as Josh and Sheena are going to be there, the two new team members. <laughs> They're going to have their own setup. Uh, but they're going to be there, and they'll also have our stuff out there. So you're going to be able to find premium edition stuff at two different spots at too many games. Like that is it's wild. Be a full house. <laughs> it's going to be a full house, and the only ones that we won't have out this one is Erica and Frank. But they haven't confirmed that they're not coming. But so far, they haven't said they are. But like, we would all be there, and I mean, we have a suite. So anybody who comes and hits us up, we will absolutely be doing some kind of after party. 
Um, usually screen wave media will have an after party at too many games on that Saturday night. Um, but yeah, we will definitely be doing some kind of premium edition, you know, family get together. It'll be fun. Anybody, Uh, if if you have a patch, you get in right now. (laughs) (laughs) On top of that, we also have a panel. And we can actually tell you the panel date and time. It's going to be that Friday, which is the 8th at 5 to 6 p.m. Yep. And what we're going to be talking about is my theme of the year, which is, I mean, it's it's literally our motto, which is modern retro done right. Um, but, like, we're going to talk about why we do, how we do. Um, and if it goes like the Southern Fried Gaming Expo one that I just did, which I'm going to upload the next time we have a week that we need to take off. Um, there were a lot of awesome questions. I had um, big developers that were at that panel asking me poignant questions that they didn't know about with Switch Publishing. And they were interested, and we were we were going back and forth. It was really cool. And so it's going to be one of those where we're going to talk a little bit about what we do, and we're going to open the floor, and nothing is off limits. We will go down the rabbit hole. Um, now don't expect us to trash anybody cause that's not, that's not our style. We're not, we're not negative. Like even if we don't agree with everything, which we may talk about here in a little bit with the, the other topic, um, we don't agree with everything. It, um, we're not going to trash anybody cause that's just not cool. Like we're just, I'm, I'm still going to buy stuff from, from cool people. Cause I want to support the developers most, mostly. Absolutely. We're like I said, we're all collectors first, but we're also not trash talkers. We we rather be friends with everybody. Oh, I'm a shit talker for sure, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also not just gonna like try to like crap on somebody's dream because oh, like yeah. I mean if I don't like that East Asia Soft's doing all these visual novels, I'm not gonna go like online and blast them about whatever. That's my own personal opinion. Like I just I'm not a fan of that genre. I'm not gonna sit there and trash it. Like it's and this is a weird example because the stuff that we see from other uh, posts is like really dumb stuff. Oh yeah, like they're they're everybody else is doing this thing, and it actually might be a good segue into our ethical discussion, Barry. Let's go for it. Yeah. So, um, so there were um a few different posts, and the biggest drama, and we're not going to talk about water right now, um. The biggest drama was that there was a perception that there was a language limitation where limited run games said that the Japanese physical could not have the English language. I don't know if that's been confirmed that that was the case, Barry. Uh, I didn't see any confirmation, but I did hear something about the the Children of Eden as the game. The English was, was purposely removed from it to sell a U.S. version. By limited run games. So so first of all, that is until it is 100% confirmed, which if I was limited run, I would not. Um, But that's speculation because we assume that the the people who posted that news article or on social media or wherever that originated assumed that they made them do that. Um, Limited run claims, you know, what I've seen through their posts is that they claim that they don't limit developers and and digital publishers whatsoever they want them to make as much money as possible so if that is the case that is their philosophy they wouldn't do that because that's against their philosophy for limiting them on any type of sale um so again uh if they did that that's that's shady i wouldn't agree with it however that is my own ethical 
opinion, this a morality thing, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it's like maybe for them that makes sense. Now, um, in that same response, there was like a million responses from Limited Run, and I'm like, there's there's no reason for it because if they did it, then just say we needed to because this this and this, we paid somebody to do it. It's we bought that, or you know what I mean? That would make sense. Like, hey, we actually paid for the English language translation or something. Okay, you actually that's yours. <laughs> makes sense but there was nothing in that but then they like tried to spin it and that's where i got me and i was like man and, and first of all they're like well you know we, we don't do exclusivity so they can publish wherever they want on like every other company out there um and then they also said but we, and we offer the developers to earn 10 to or six to ten times more than any other company out there and and retail or something or then retail or something like that um, and my thoughts were, I was like, man, as a small publisher, number one, he's th- like throwing us in, in a loop with everybody else. It's like, number one, if we could offer a non-exclusivity, like they could go wherever and we could earn 10 times what retail does, like we could do that too. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it'd be great. I would love to do that. But I mean, we as a company do a reasonable couple years. So that way the collectors that support us don't have to sit there and worry about, is there going to be another physical going concurrently for these awesome games that we're releasing that they're going to try to undercut us on a, on a title or undercut us on a price or do this other thing. And I mean, it kind of shoots them in the foot themselves because they'll do blaster master zero one and two, and then do three. And then in Japan, there's a trilogy pack. Mm hmm. And all three games are on one cartridge. And I mean, that's the one that I'm going to display in my top games list. I'm not going to display each of the three games individually face forward. It'll still be in my collection. But um, I love Blaster Master. But like that shoots them in the foot at that point. And I mean, they can afford to do that because they're the bigwigs. Like, in my opinion, like Limited Run is not a limited print company like we are like strictly limited or super rare or anybody else like they're bigger than a third party there there's third parties that are selling through their site only now and not even going to retail because it sells better on their site they're they're a a beast and i don't even judge them that they're putting out like games every week because like to me it's like if we had developers come into us every day wanting to release their games i would try to and it's, we wouldn't be able to focus like we do. It would be one of those things. That's where we're like fortunate that a company like them are out there to take those on. But the, them throwing the shade over toward us based off of their ethical, you know, thing of exclusivity. That's their own personal experience. Like we have talked to it with the developers. We made sure that the developers 100% okay with having a couple year exclusivity if we do a physical with it, just so we can ensure that everybody gets an amazing dedicated version and we can sell it and make the developer the money. Because if we have multiple versions as a small startup company, we would, it would be a nightmare for us to sell. Like we, we wouldn't be able to, because it'd be like, all right, you're going to go with this new unproven, you know, only a year old company, or you're going to go with East Asia stuff. <laughs> they're going to go to East Asia's off because the shipping's cheaper or this is cheaper or this is cheaper. Um, and now that we're getting our reputation out there, it's no longer going to be the, the, the case. And if we can offer a shorter, you know, exclusivity period, we will. 
um, because if our games are going to just sell out immediately, then there's no reason to um, to offer exclusivity because that's no longer a worry, right? That's a business plan, um, mm-hmm. and and that's the interesting piece. That's my soapbox, Barry. What what are your thoughts on that whole? Thing? I, I literally like the fact that they lumped us in, and I'm like, I'm not going to respond on social media because that's petty. We have a platform, we have a playcast. I'll talk about it clear as day here, um, just to say, hey, it's not cool that they just like sit there and and throw out like blames and things with no proof backing them up at all like they don't and they don't know what our exclusivity is and if they do then you know companies are sharing our contracts which they have an nda for which is bad um but (laughs) but um that being said though like it's just like okay so you don't know our situation and we don't know your full situation it's why like okay you offer that language support well that's number one that's speculation until it's proven and number two is we don't know the situation so, like, we're not going to judge them for that. The why are you judging us for something else that we do with exclusivity? That he, he tries to, like, deflect, basically. And it's like, well, everybody else is doing these other bad things that we think are bad, but they're not really bad. <laughs> like, they're not at all, because the developers said it was fine. Every so. every company does their own thing, and yeah. I think I think it's just about respecting what each company does. Uh, there is no perfect uh scenario and if you want to say oh no exclusivity is perfect then you have things like the blaster master trilogy where people start complaining you have things like power rangers which not only has the new version with everything on cart but it had a previously released version which was Uh the same version that limited run put out that went to retail you have you have things the classic streets of rage 4 right streets of rage 4 and and my thing with that one was that there was the same thing with the language one, speculated rumors that nobody else could announce their version until after the the pre-order window for limited run games. So like the day after is when we found out that there was a variant. You know what? That could be, and that could be in part of their contract. But we could this be before. their contract. But but that's the same thing. Like we have our own business thing. They got their own business right. thing. If that's what they do, who cares? Like and you know but, what? Yeah, it's like <laughs> be cool, bro. Be cool. <laughs> I was going to say, there's, there's one good thing that came out of them not having this exclusivity thing, which is, uh, you, you mentioned it before, play exclusives. Play exclusives are actually, I believe, an unofficial byproduct of Limited Run games, because when Limited Run did Soldner on the Vita, and it sold out, and people wanted more, and Limited Run's like, well, we're done, because we only did one print, East Asia Soft, that was their first game they put out physically. That was the first play exclusive, was Soldner, their own version, on Vita. And it sold really well, so they actually started doing more. It was like, oh, wow, this really works. There was a demand, so let's keep doing it. So it's like an inadvertent byproduct, at least I feel that way. And, uh, you know, some, some good comes from it. There's, there's, no, there's pros and cons to all of it. And do I think they purposely held back the Japanese audio from, from child, Children of Eden? I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm going to say, personally, I'm glad. There was no English on there because I actually had 
it pre-ordered and then I found out there was no English and I canceled my pre-order. Had the pre-order gone through and then Limited Run announced an English version, uh, like a US release version, I would have to double dip. So for that, I'm, I'm happy I didn't have to double dip. Uh, but that's my your own Because your own personal collecting own methodology. Personal exactly. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes contracts are not just exclusive for languages, sometimes it's region. Uh, so for example, uh, I'm friends with the uh, developer behind uh, Battle Princess Madeline. And I asked him uh, specifically, I said, hey, are you going to get a physical for Battle Princess Madeline on the Switch? And he told me that the Japanese one, which does have English, is all we're getting. Um, and I said, what do you mean? Why can't you just put it out here? And he said, because the deal with them is they have worldwide um, rights for that game, for the Switch version. Which is why when Limited Run did it, the PS4 version was Battle Princess Madeline, and the Switch version was when he went back and redid the game, and that was the version that we got yeah. over here. But if you want the original Battle Princess Madeline on the Switch, you have to buy the Japanese one, which is in English, because that is the way the contract was written. So every publisher has different stipulations, whether exclusivity. Honestly, um, like that's with every developer we've dealt with, too, is that everyone is completely different with how we deal with them, how we signed with them, their requirements, their wants. And we try to align all of our releases to make sure we capture exactly what the developer wants. Exactly. So every every contract that we've personally done with our developers that we work with, uh, they've naturally read it and have agreed to our terms. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the same is true with every publisher out there. So if a developer is not happy with the terms of a contract, they're going to find somebody else. They're going to say, no. and I will, and I will <laughs> tell you like from our perspective, like a few companies like developers that we talked to, they were talking with multiple cause they're like, you know, talking about their game with a lot of people and they went with us. So it's not, it's not like we're, you know, um, and we got some big games coming, Barry. <laughs> but, but, um, but it's not like um, you know we're we're sitting there trying to bring the wool over anybody's eyes. Like everything we do is transparent. So, like they know what's what's going on. We make sure we highlight stuff in yellow to make sure we highlight like, hey, this is some of our requirements when it comes to like our exclusivity or whatever it may be. Like, right, hey, this is the thing that we feel is important, and here's why. Um, and typically it's just so that way we can ensure that there's no confusion for the customers or the collectors or anyone. And, and number two is it takes care of the developers. Um, yes. and, and, you know, focuses on the physical release to make sure it's a focused thing and fun. So like, it's, you know, it's a multiple, multiple focused thing. It's cool. Um, and like, don't judge people, man. That's, that's all I can yeah, say. Don't, like, don't, don't judge in every single community, there's always a few negative Nancys. Don't be that negative Nancy. If you're going to join in, just have fun. Um, they're they're a different beast, and they are everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Um, doesn't mean that we have to agree with the opinions, but they're definitely entitled to it. Um, we're not going to be going on there trading blows with with people when we get criticized. I mean, we had uh, you know some people that posted the shipping issues immediately to social media, and we're just like, hey, we'll make it right. Don't worry. I mean, that was it. Like, like we got you. We're not going to bring up a whole tirade of how other people's shipping is blah, 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 blah. It's like, it doesn't matter how they ship. We don't know their situation. Like, exactly. if they're not shipping as well as us, like, well, now we have a catalyst to change the way we do things a little bit to ensure that that, you know, is, like, amazingly 
package it up prior or something. So I don't even have to deal with it. And when people get stuff, they're going to know exactly what they're getting because it's going to be done how we well, want it. If you think about life in general and talking really philosophical, um, life is really just a series of mistakes. Without mistakes, <laughs> we wouldn't learn. So yeah. things happen. We learn from them and we improve upon them. And that goes with everything. I mean, we're still learning as a company. And like, what well, was it, Barry? The, the Thomas Edison quote that he's like, he didn't learn how to make something. He just learned like a thousand different ways not to make not a to, light bulb. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like he just, just took the one to do it, but he learned a thousand ways not to do it as well. Exactly. So, don't, don't criticize others. I mean, if you, if you really want to, but don't, don't get nasty. Everyone's doing their own thing and and i'm personally thankful for everything that limited run does i mean they they're getting games like castlevania and and contra physical which they probably wouldn't even look at us um they did grandia which was a big one i wanted so things like that awesome i'm super happy that they're there and that they're they're doing what they're doing because and the thing is those companies might be interested in getting a premium treatment in the future sure but like but like number one one of our things is we really would like to avoid re-releasing games because there's so many games out there that haven't gotten released. I'm not saying that if somebody came to us with a crazy title, like, Oh, you can do Sonic mania. And we'd be like, uh, no, we don't want to do Sonic. Like, like, yeah, we would give a game a, a premium treatment or something, but we might change how we do it. Um, but like not saying that we wouldn't re-release something, but like our preference would be to bring brand new games physically to the switch that haven't seen a physical yet. Like preserving them. That that's the goal. Um, we're never gonna be stringent to one specific thing that we can't veer left or right. I mean, like we gotta be able to be malleable, you know, like make sure that we're able to morph and stay consistent and also keep the business and you know, in business. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. I think uh one of my favorite things that we do is whenever we're working with a developer is we really have them get involved. It's not just here's the contract you agree. Okay. Sign boom. You sit back. Like they're really involved with almost every aspect. They're providing Mm -hmm. ideas. They're looking over the manuals and they're working with the guide with you. They're discussing what bonus items would be really cool. What things they would love to see and getting to see their ideas come to fruition. Like they're really being involved with the process, which is just so cool because it's from just talking with a whole bunch of different developers as my time as a journalist, uh, a lot of their big dreams is, oh, I'd love to have the game on a shelf. Now, not only to get the game on the shelf, but to have your ideas of what you'd like to see physical come to be. It's awesome. And I, I love mean, that we I get go, to do that. I go so far as to being, all right, what inspired you as a gamer? What inspired you to make this stuff? I mean, there are certain, even all the way down to the fonts that we're, we're utilizing within the manuals or the stylization or, you know, the, the actual retro box. So Robot Name Fights Retro Box has a thematic um, aspect of Super Metroid because that's one of the major inspirations that Matt had. So, of course, we're going to have uh, an awesome art piece that kind of, you know, shows the inspirations that he had. And, it, I mean, it's done on freaking canvas art, and it looks amazing. And then we had scanned that, in and it has, like, almost like a, a real painted feel to it. So, it's like that the retro box looks so cool. And we're doing that with every single piece. Um, if the developers don't give us feedback, then we, you know, dig down and Erica gets creative and she makes something that blows our minds away. Like, and that's what <laughs> happened with Pigeon Dev. It's like Pigeon Dev, like, 
like the developer just like had some art that that she wanted to use and uh, we utilized that as much as we could, which is probably the most you'll ever see repeated pieces for us is like it's different orientations, but we have some similar art pieces because, you know, they created it. But um, but then Erica went ham and our steelbook like becomes one of the best steelbooks that's ever been put out. And, you know, like we're like doing crazy things with the um, the different like inspirations of Konami or Capcom or other pieces that we've grown up with. Um, so really, that first release with Pigeon Dev has not only the NES black box, but you have the Konami Gray and the Capcom stylization, which is really artistic. So it's it's barely recognizable to be a Capcom. But it has all three of those aesthetics, so it's kind of like our NES tribute um, for that. We're not doing that with every single release. We're not going to have a black box for every single release. Like That was our first retro box. I wanted it to be the, like the first boxes that were released from nintendo so i thought it was a cool tribute um and that's kind of how we're gonna do it but like it's it's like we're gonna ask them like i think it was demon's tier plus they said uh gauntlet was their inspirations um so that's kind of why with the retro box we did um he wanted super nintendo style though but gauntlet Mm -hmm. so um and i have a gauntlet piece but that's actually going on the inside of the actual uh retail case instead of on the retro box. Um, he didn't create copy space, which copy space is where the logo goes. So we had to have like a tiny little logo, and that's not what you want on the retro box. So we have a really cool retro box. Um, but yeah, should we uh, tell everyone where to find us, Barry? Oh, so we're not even in touch on the water thing, huh? <laughs> no, we don't have time. I got to pick up my daughter here in a little bit. <laughs> All right. Well, your soapbox went long. Sure, let's, let's go ahead and uh, tell everybody. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Hawk Hellfire. You could find me on Facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. You could always find me on the Premium Edition Games Discord as well as the support email. Uh, Jeff, what about you? So you can find me on Facebook and the Twitter at Hagen's Alley and at Hagen's Alley Books on Instagram. Um, now, if you want to hear about my opinions on WADA, I am on Game Strategy One's channel with him. We've done a, a multiple different topics. We've talked about the Switch OLED. Um, we've talked about WADA. And we talked about that before the crazy hour-long uh, Carl Jobst video came out. Um, I've known the guys for a long time, so I had a different perspective. We're going to do a follow-up. But um, the water thing's crazy. We can definitely talk about it on a future playcast for sure because there's a lot of connotations. But also, there's a lot of like um, pieces out there where it's like, well, it's like it's it's it. Um, what would I say? Like toes the line between is he do are they doing market manipulation when they're really just trying to promote their business? So that's the interesting piece. So. It'll be cool, but you can see me on uh, Gamester 81's channel. I'm on there doing videos. Um, and then you'll see me at Too Many Games in October with Barry and JP. Um, Super Blood Hockey sold out. Um, the retro upgrades will be up for the remainder of September. And then after that, those will be gone. Um, we'll call that the inverse pre-order window just because it's an upgrade. We don't plan on doing an upgrade like that again. So that'll be like the only time. 
Um, we should still have some at some conventions in the future after it's off the website. Um, if JP wants us to remove it early, Bear, we'll, we'll remove it early. But usually yep. JP likes to leave it up longer, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, I mean, Pigeon Dev has some copies left. We there's Right now there's plenty, but um, the reason why things go fast is because we also have distributors. So it's not just website sales. So if the distributor hits us up and says, hey, I need another 1,000 copies, they gone because we're under yeah. a grant. So like, and we've had that happen where we've had some, some bulk things. We're like, Hey, I need these for Europe. Okay. Like, well, European customers have asked us for better shipping. So let's get you those bulk shipped and they, it helps everybody out. Um, but anyways, uh, I appreciate the support from everybody, customers, listeners. Thank you for listening. Um, and we will see you next time. Have a good one. Thank you.